0: welcome to caregiving club on air this podcast is dedicated to the millions of family caregivers who want wellness tips and self-care solutions who seek expert advice and who want news about healthy aging and how to create well home design in our forever homes i'm sherry snelling a corporate gerontologist author and educator a tv interviewer host and news commentator I'm joining you from Southern California, where our interviews and news take us all across the country to explore the many ways to help you on your caregiving journey and to lift you up here at Caregiving Club On Air. Welcome to Caregiving Club On Air and our episode on National Travel Week, National Older Americans Month, celebrating our moms and also National Mental Health Month. I'm your host, Sherry Snelling, and on this May episode, I'm very excited. We have two wonderful guests. They're actually co-founders of a company called Discover Live, and you're going to learn what Discover Live is all about, which is virtual travel, which is this new trend in travel that is so great, particularly for our older loved ones and our older moms, which we're talking about today. And so Jay Way and Tricia Norton are going to be here to tell us all about what Discover Live is and how you can tap into those types of virtual travel trips, which is really exciting. So that's coming right up. And as we dive into caregiver wellness news, because it is Mental Health Awareness Month, I have several reports and also some tips on how to build resiliency, how to combat anxiety, and some of the mental health issues that we know are affecting us both as family caregivers, but also maybe as sandwich generation caregivers for our younger teens and younger loved ones, as well as our older parents and grandparents. So there's a lot to share there. And then we're also going to tap into what are some of the resources that help us care in the best way we can for our moms to celebrate Mother's Day this May. And then in well-home design news, I'm going to take a little bit of a pivot. We're not going to talk so much about home design, but what we are going to talk about is, again, going back to our travel week, which is May 7th through the 13th, I think. We're going to talk about traveling with older loved ones. And we're also going to talk about travel for you as a family caregiver to get that wellness, that respite break that you really need. So I'm going to take two paths on that, talk about more of these wellness retreats that are happening, that are really terrific. And then how do you care for your loved one while you're gone? Or optionally, how do you travel with your older loved one if they're still able to get around and maybe join you? What are some of the places that are a little bit more convenient, maybe a little bit more accessible and easy for older loved ones? And there's quite a few things cropping up and actually some interesting things happening with Airbnb and some other services out there. So you want to stay tuned for that. And then finally, as always, we're going to end our episode with our Me Time Monday wellness hack. And this one is going to, again, celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month for May, and we're going to focus on daydreaming and how daydreaming actually helps us build resiliency and helps us address emotional health. So with that, let's dive into our caregiver wellness news. So for our caregiver wellness news, I'm going to keep things pretty short today because our interviews are so great with our guests. And what I'll do is, I'm going to reference some things and then I'm going to put some articles that I've written on the episode guide page. So if you want to dig into more of these topics in more detail, you can certainly read those articles and get those links and things. But I wanted to start with, of course, May being National Mental Health Awareness Month. As we know, particularly coming out of the pandemic, a lot of people have expressed suffering both mentally as well as emotionally. The difference, by the way, is mental illness and and mental health disorders are kind of more of the physical diagnosis that you might get whether you're bipolar or have schizophrenia or depression or whatever it happens to be or generalized anxiety disorder. And emotional health is really about how we express what we're feeling in terms of that mental health. So it, it could be expressions like, I feel all alone, I feel like no one cares about me. I feel like what I do gets overlooked. Those that's more of your emotional health. So it's they're tied together. I know it's a little bit, you know, fuzzy how they are distinguished, but I just thought that was kind of interesting and I write about this by the way in my new book which is Me Time Monday, the weekly self-care plan to find balance and joy in a busy life. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to reference for everybody is last year in July, so 2022, we launched a national hotline for uh, mental health distress, and that hotline is 988. So in the same way we have 911 for emergencies, if you have a mental health emergency, 988 is now the national hotline that you can use. And what they found is that in the first six months of that hotline going live, so from July to December, they had more than 2 million calls. I think that shows you how how tough it is for people and how a lot of people are really struggling. So again, going back to my book, I'm not going to get into it in too much detail here, but I'll have a a little bit of an article and an excerpt from my book on something called post-traumatic growth. Now, a lot of people have heard of post-traumatic stress, PTSD, particularly with our first responders and our war fighters and law enforcement, but really anyone can suffer from PTSD who's gone through a traumatic event. And one of the ways that we address PTSD in psychology is through post-traumatic growth. And there are five areas of that, again, I won't get into too much of it, but it's a lot of Really tapping into that inner resiliency and finding it, whether it's through spiritual growth, whether it's through more positive, optimistic outlooks, certainly has to do a lot with your relationships and just your appreciation for life. So I'm going to have a little bit of that on the episode guide page. also found it really interesting, by the way, that our younger generations are really Looking for solutions around brain health, which is a big part of what I do and what I write about. And I just wanted to share some statistics with you because I thought this was really fascinating. So there was a study that was done that said that 42% of Gen Z, so that's kind of our youngest generation right now, had been diagnosed with a mental health condition in 2022. That's pretty significant, four out of 10. And so in January of this year, 2023, the hashtag frontal lobe, which is the actual area of the brain that develops in our latest stages of, of brain development. So that's in your early twenties. So by the time you're about 25 or 27, your brain is now fully developed, but the frontal lobe being look you know, searched for by younger generations, very interesting. And it has to do a lot with how we deal with emotions, how we make decisions. Kind of that rational thought and analysis that we all go through is in our frontal lobe, and there were 27 million views on TikTok about frontal lobe and brain health, and 5,000 different posts on Instagram. So this is this is a big area that a lot of you know, particularly younger people, are really interested in, which is great for me because this is again where I focus a lot of my work is on brain health and Alzheimer's and dementia and other things. And then also there was a poll done by Forbes and Forbes Health and one poll survey. And they did it with a 1,000 adults and 50% of adults between the ages of 18 and 24 said that their New Year's resolution for 2023 was to develop better brain health, more so than who said... I want to exercise more. I need to lose weight, you know, have better nutrition. It was brain health. So that's very exciting. And I think that's really a terrific movement and trend that we're seeing in terms of mental health and really understanding not just how our brains work and cognitive function, but how our emotions work and how we can really tap in again to things like resiliency, And there's a lot of different therapies and different solutions out there. And again, I read about this in my book. I also wanted to share that we're really moving from being isolated, which we were physically during the pandemic, to, but also feeling isolated in our lives. And a lot of that, unfortunately, has to do sometimes with technology because we aren't face to face, we aren't looking into someone's eyes, we aren't physically in their presence, where we can get that oxytocin boost, which is the hormone that makes us bonded to other people. It's our, it's kind of our social connector hormone. And so what we're finding is that there's this trend now from, and the, the uh, Global Wellness Institute, which I follow and they do their wellness reports, they said, we're going from goop to group From solo to social. I think those are great terms to use because we are seeing so many more things being done in social settings. And in fact, the founders of SoulCycle, which as we all know, was this huge phenomenon over the past couple of decades, you know, all about spinning class, but, but so much more, it really became kind of a culture, right? Well, those founders now have started something called peoplehood. And, uh, right now physically they have some locations in uh, New York city, but they also are online and they call their sessions gathers and you can join a gather. It's really talk Therapy is really what it is, but they are really promoting this peoplehood getting connected with people, sharing, you know, what you're going through and maybe getting some positive feedback from group therapy. So anyway, it's very interesting to watch some of these trends kind of unfold. And then last but not least, I wanted to just mention a couple of things. First of all, I did a great interview with um, the author and a psychologist, Joan Nihal, who had the book called Happy is the New Healthy. So you can check that out. That was our season two, episode one. So it was January of 2022 that I spoke to her, but it's a great book. And then also I just wanted to mention that when it comes to Mother's Day, which we also are going to be celebrating in May, I'm going to have an article posted to the episode guide page about the difference in caring for moms versus dads. And there are some nuances. There are some emotional nuances with it. I think the biggest thing is that moms are looking for a sense of security and safety as they age, particularly if they are solo agers, maybe living alone. But the great thing, too, is that moms tend to be a little bit more social. You know, they keep up with the social circle, and they kind of seek it. And that's where we have to worry a little bit more maybe about our dads in terms of emotional health, because our older fathers are not as much of the seekers for a lot of these social settings. And so some of the things we're going to talk about today with Discover Live, really can help with that because this virtual travel is, to me, it's one of the best things that I've seen in the aging and caregiving and wellness space in a long time. And I'm really excited to have our guests on today to tell you more about that. And so- you know, National Travel Week is May 7th through 13th. And you are maybe thinking that virtual travel means virtual reality. No. And virtual reality is great. I'm not trying to slam virtual reality, but it's not live. It's, you know, it's a 360 degree film that maybe you're watching. Maybe some of you have seen like David Attenborough's the great barrier reef of australia which is a, is a virtual reality kind of tour and but you're still somewhat passively watching you might feel a little bit like you're immersed in that world but you're still watching it and it's not happening to you live right This is totally different. This virtual travel is live and it is interactive and it doesn't require a headset. And so I think you're going to find a lot of this is really fascinating. And again, it's, it's, you know, we're going to talk mostly about how this helps our older parents or grandparents, but quite frankly, I think this is great for anybody of any age to think about, particularly a lot of the intergenerational, you know, grandparents and grandkids doing things together and other things and just friendships and that social Fitness, that is the trend that uh, the Global Wellness Institute is telling us is coming about. So with that, I'm going to launch into my interview with Jay way and Tricia Norton, who are the co-founders of Discover Live. Discover Live is really what we would call bespoke travel. It's where you're creating the experience that you want and you're inviting the people to join that travel with you. And Jay and Trisha are going to tell you so much more about that. So with that, let's launch into our interview with Jay Way and Trisha Norton of Discover Live. So I am really thrilled to have our next guest on for this episode where we're talking about travel. And we have Jay Way and also Trish Norton, who are the founders of Discover Live. And we're going to learn all about Discover Live, but I fell in love with Discover Live A few months ago, when I was doing some research around travel, and they're going to tell us all about what what virtual travel is all about. So welcome to the podcast, Jay and Trish. Thanks, Sherry.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: It's great to have you. Now, my first question that we always ask all our guests is, where are we talking to you from today?
1: (laughs) I'm from the Westchester County in the New York City area. Yeah, and
0: I am from Litchfield County in Connecticut. Okay, great. So, Jay, that you're not in Italy. I see your background. Or is that France? I'm not sure. You're not there today?
1: During <laughs> in the daytime. I'm all over the world. At night, I go back to Westchester County.
0: You go back to Westchester. <laughs> okay. I love that. Well, I want to dive right into this because um, we have so much that I want to have you share with our audience. But, you know, you created Discover Live before the pandemic. And I can imagine during the pandemic that things really exploded for you because this virtual travel is kind of a new space that you guys are pioneers in. So tell us a little bit about what virtual travel is, how it works, and how Discover Live really creates what you call bespoke travel, which is really customized and personalized to the individuals who want to take this virtual travel trip. Ah, great question, Sherry.
2: First of all, Sherry, you mentioned Italy, so I took you to Venice with my background. Thank you. I love it (laughs) Good for you. Um, So yes, virtual travel. I mean, we have been in this business since 2017. So virtual travel isn't so new to Jay and I, but we really consider ourselves to be the pioneers of this space. And really what it's all about is the experience of live in-person travel, but doing it virtually. And so our mission when we started this company was really to offer all the joys of travel to people who have more difficulty doing that. And so our focus was really on seniors and folks with disabilities, but then when the pandemic happened, that really became all of us. And so our business changed quite a bit over the years, but thankfully we still have a really strong hold with our original focus of seniors and those with disabilities. But back to virtual travel, it's just so simple. Like we're doing right now through a video streaming platform, you get to go and experience places all around the world, walking with our tour guides who are experts on their local area, just like you're there in person. But it's even better because you don't have all the challenges of in-person travel.
1: Yeah. One thing I just want to add add on to this one is from our company standpoint, not just travel, we also take people to different events different events that is interesting all over the world, they can experience those as well. And you know what they are? Techline is experience anywhere. Yes. Well, And
0: I want to ask you about that because, you know, Trish, as you were talking, I was just, you know, imagining myself in Paris and following around somebody with a wonderful Parisian accent, you know, telling me all the ins and outs that you do on a normal tour. But Jay, to your point, what I really loved about what you guys do is you really customize your tour. So it's not like, okay, Next week we're taking everybody to Venice and the week after we're going to go to Rio. You actually allow your travelers to create their own their own event, their own vacation, their own event and you've talked a little bit about bringing families together for things like reunions and weddings. Tell me tell me a little bit more about that or any stories you can share about that.
1: Yeah, sure. So from our standpoint, you know at the beginning of of the company, one thing that we really wanted to focus on is the empowerment of our audience and we feel that you know a lot of the especially on the older adults we feel that's a a sense that is missing for a lot of people and we want to bring those back and because of that all of our tours are private tours are customized tours because we want them to enjoy the tour as if they're going there themselves right they're not going to like on a big bus and everybody's there and you have to like look over all those hats and then hear what the tour guide is saying. We want them to feel like they're literally standing right next to the tour guide. If they wanted to say, I wanted to, can we go into that restaurant and just check that out or what kind of food they're serving? Okay, let's all go just as if you're there. So so I think that's like one of the, the things that we're really hung to and we really wanted to make it as real of a travel experience, personalized travel experience as possible.
0: Well, I know you guys have talked too about you know, again, you can take a tour and, and sometimes they'll take you into special places that you normally wouldn't get into if you weren't on that tour. But you can customize it. And I think you mentioned to me, for instance, if you wanted to do a nighttime tour of Spain and, you know, kind of the nightlife or whatever. So you can really get into the details of what you want.
1: Absolutely. If somebody wants to do a, a three o'clock in the morning tour in Rome, when no tourists is in there, the whole city is for this person, let's do it. If somebody wants to visit a farm in Egypt, let's go there. If somebody wants to see what the back end of the kitchen looks like in Tunis restaurants, and let's go there and see how they cook. So yes, that's the part of the fun part of the tour, which is the customization, right? Again, as if you're there. What 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 you want to do? We want to deliver those to you.
0: Any stories that you can share with us that maybe were like really unique kind of travel experiences? Or do you go to places where normally people wouldn't even think they could go? Tell us some of that. Yeah, absolutely. So
2: one comes to mind. It's one of my favorite stories because it's bringing generations of family together. So like we mentioned, our tours are private. So whether it's a community within a senior living community or families or groups of friends, they're all private. And that's where we really get that bespoke as well. So we have this family giving a gift to the grandmother. She wanted to go back to where her and her late husband met in Italy. And it was off the beaten path of the normal tours that we do in and around Rome. But we curated this whole experience. We had four generations of the family there. And the grandmother was getting the opportunity to show them all of the places that were meaningful to her and their grandfather. And at one point, we were on top of this area. It was really beautiful. It was an outside space with a gorgeous view. And the grandson said, wait a minute. You know, I I was just there at a wedding a few years ago. And the grandmother, you know, chimed in and said, well, I think his name was Pete. Your grandfather and I had one of our first dates there. And so they never would have made that connection, that they shared this special place in Italy of all places if they hadn't invested the time to do and experience one of our tours and get the opportunity to learn more about each
0: other. It was just really special and very touching. And I love that because you just touched upon something I think that's so important. it's it's not just the travel experience, right? Which is terrific. And all of us are looking for ways to not be socially isolated and and all of this. but it's the storytelling. It's the things that come out that we wouldn't have normally learned maybe about our family. And you know one of the things i I also, of course, loved about what you're doing is we know as we get older, it gets a lot tougher to travel. We don't have the stamina to get maybe on and off a tour bus or walk for miles, you know, and some other things. So this really is a great way to keep people who love traveling. You know, you don't have to abandon that just because you're older and maybe you don't have as much mobility or, or whatever. And so you you talked a little bit about, you know, the senior living communities and obviously older loved ones who are living at home don't have to feel lonely. But tell us a little bit about some of the work that you've done with some of the, the, you know, the seniors and the older people as part of your travel.
2: Yeah. So Sherry, the first thing that comes to mind is this conversation that we had yesterday with an industry expert. And she was just saying to us that when you get older, you really have to be selective with where you put your energy because energy is not limitless, right? So you really have to decide what is important to me and what do I want to put my energy into? And so we have always held very close to our, our hearts, the notion that, Special interests are what really motivate people. It's purpose in life. So if you're someone who's been an avid gardener or you're someone who really appreciates wine, culinary, art, architecture, we focus our tours around those experiences. So if you are a senior aging in place, if you're a senior living in a community, we're bringing you together around those kind of special interest topics so that you're spending your time in a very meaningful, productive way, and you're leaving feeling more enriched. I mean, that's really what we're wanting. We're wanting people to feel energy towards life and and recognize that you know the best can be in front of them. And I think with us and travel, one of the biggest obstacles is just making sure people realize this is an option, right? Because at a certain age, a lot of people say. My travel days are gone. And it's my and Jay's mission to make sure that that's not the case. Your travel days are in front of you. You're going to get to see more places than you ever would if you were traveling in person.
1: Right. And we know like this whole social isolation is such a serious issue amongst all those older adults. And because of that, it was just like what Trisha was saying, like creating the environment for them to share their interest and passion. And, th- and the most important, to, take, to cater our tour contents towards those interests is important. Additionally, our standard tour price, including up to three screens, basically, what well, we always encourage our audience to invite friends and family to actually travel together. And if we know of certain audience who have strong passion for certain things, we introduce this audience to know about the other audience. We connect them together. So they can make friends, right?
0: Right. Well... And and I love, I love what you just touched on because two things, one is the passion in life, right? We don't want to lose that, you know, no matter what our age, we still want to have kind of this passion for things. And then you touched upon the cost and, you know, very often I think cost is a barrier. I mean, we're all, you know, a lot of us are struggling right now with everything going on. And so when you look at travel, that's a big ticket item. And yet you're able to give these experiences, like for instance, a grandchild who lives in Arizona and their grandparents in In Florida, they can still take a trip together to Egypt. Let's say that's what I love about what you're doing. So, you know, some of the people in our audience might think, "Well, what's the technology that's needed? Do you need the virtual headsets?" And you know, talk a little bit about that because I know we called it virtual travel. I want to make sure people understand what do you really need, particularly for an older adult, technology-wise, to be able to do this.
2: Well, well, it's really so simple. It's it's what we're doing right now. So it's having a device whether it's a laptop, a phone, an iPad, and the ability to connect into Zoom or another video streaming platform. So it's really, really simple. And I know that there are a lot of great groups out there who are teaching older adults how to use technology. So to combine the two really makes for a a much more productive and social life, even outside of Discover Lives experiences. Like Jay said, where we're building community, we want older adults to be able to connect with each other before our tours, after our tours, so that the experience is even more than it can be. And it's very, very simple.
0: Well, and Jay, I I know when we all talked before, too, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is kind of ancestry and genealogy. And you can also offer up kind of these more history tours and learn more about, you know, your ancestry and go back to the places where maybe, you know, your grandparents, great-grandparents came from or whatever. So tell us a little bit about how how important or how, you know, has that become something big for you guys?
1: That's very important. the, The reason being we wanted to make sure that the generations they always stay together you know that only can deliver through a very private tours right because of that you know we specifically developed many different tour locations and those are not like the top popular bucket list locations but those are in the little villages little towns but you get to talk to the people there they have been living there for generations that the generations ago your neighbors And uh, you got to visit, you know, some of the churches, some of the schools and cemeteries. And then people can really relate back to, okay, this is where my origin comes from. And have a a sense of identity. We have done so many of this type of tours. I think the biggest thing that we got out of it is the kids. Many kids, they just don't know. Like, even if just they're just the third generation or second generation of where their grandparents or their parents coming from, it's really build a much more stronger bond amongst the families
0: well you know it's interesting too i just read a research study that you know we're all talking about mental health particularly how it's affected our younger generations and you know the things that they go through when you're younger maybe bullying or whatever and i read about really having a sense of your history having ties and connections to you know, who your family was and stuff, actually builds some resiliency for younger generations. I thought that was really fascinating.
2: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, right? It's it's kind of like a solid footing. If you know foundationally about yourself and your history, and we've probably all watched some of these heritage shows on TV where people are so surprised, but it gives you a sense of, of self, right? And we see a lot where... People are coming in to do a family tour, you know, a family tour where people are connecting from all over the country and sometimes all over the world. And they're trying to choose a place and they realize that their mom, the grandparent, has never been to her home country. And so they choose that. And it's really the first time that that parent has ever even seen Ireland or England or Scotland or, you know, any place in the world, really. So it's very special to Jay's point and to yours, Sherry.
1: And we have the company also take it a step further because diversity and inclusion is such an important thing for everybody in the world, for people to really understand the differences between the different groups of people why people do and behave in the, in different ways. That has a lot to do with the culture. The best way to take them to experience it is not reading the books. It's really take them there to experience it themselves. They can talk to locals. They can actually experience it, right? And then, oh, yeah, that's the reason why people do certain things.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that's so great for kids, but also... I know you do a lot of work with employers and with, you know, large organizations. So who are trying to bring this to life now, you know, and make people more empathetic and and come together. So that's really, really, really wonderful. I love that. So, you know, we've touched upon quite a few things and I love all of the stuff that you're doing. Tell us a little bit about kind of the cost and, you know, how somebody like me would, would, you know, come to your site and kind of create my own plan. How does that work?
1: Yeah. So if you want to book a tour, they basically go to our website and discover that life. We have all those tours listed with tour guides available, time and a date. So basically what they do is just like, a, you know, book a their desired desired the date and time, pick a tour and then send us a request. What we're going to do is we're going to basically check our calendar. If it's confirmed, or we're going to send them a Zoom link. And the, and the one thing that we really do that is very different is we have our posts actually communicate with the people who want to do the tour and ask them to find out more. Why do you want to do this tour? Is that for a special occasion? Do you want to learn something so that we can actually cater our content even before the tour starts?
0: Well, I've already got about five or six trips, by the way, that I'm going to be signing up for with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, a girlfriend college <laughs> reunion. I've got the places I want to go with my mom. So I've, I've got a whole bunch of stuff for you guys. <laughs> Just to let you
1: know, like last Saturday we had four girls Doing a fashion district shop uh, uh, trip in Milan and uh, doing the same thing. And then, and a month later, they're going to go to another fashion capital in the world.
0: Okay, that's another idea that I'm adding to my list. I love that. <laughs> Oh, and Sherry,
2: words. I think you'll love this too. We can also do wine tasting. I have to imagine that a little shopping and a little wine isn't such a tough thing either. So oh, I'm
0: loving that. How about we in the morning we go to Paris for Fashion Week, and then in the evening we'll do some wine tasting in Napa. How about that?
1: <laughs> yes, <it> sounds <laughs> perfect.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I know that the costs really depend upon how many people are joining the group and all that, but can you give us a sense of the range of the what, – what are we talking about in terms of cost?
1: sure so most of our tours are priced at 249 dollars for up to three screens and then each additional screen i think we charge like 69 or 70 dollars certain tour prices are higher just because like for example machu picchu it takes like almost like six hours just for our tour guide to get out there so that people can do the tour but you know in terms of like how how far they they should book the trip it's really depend on the specific tours some of the more popular tours especially during the summertime. Uh, it takes longer, but we would advise people to book all the tours like two weeks in advance.
0: Two weeks in advance, at least. Yeah, give you guys some time. Well, that that is wonderful. I'm so I'm so thrilled for what you're doing because I just feel like this is such an innovative idea. It's one of the things that technology really can bring to us. You know, so often I feel sometimes that technology is taking things away from us, but this is one of those ways where you can still be part of the world, be relevant, have passion, as you've said. And it's just tremendous. Is there anything I didn't ask or anything we didn't touch upon? I'm just looking at my notes here that you want to share with the audience before we we say goodbye.
2: I'll just jump in. You know, I
0: think that one thing that
2: we really prioritize, and you mentioned it, Sherry, is that bespoke nature. We really love to understand people's passions, so the sky's the limit. You know, we've had people come to us before and say, hey, listen, can we go dog sledding in Utah? And we have made it happen. Now, obviously there's a little bit more of a cost to that, but ultimately if you want to experience it, we want to take on the challenge. You know, we've gone to ice sculpture contests in Fairbanks, Alaska, and we visited zoos all around the world. And you know, if you have a passion, we want you to reach out to us and let us know how we can help you with that and and obviously too, if this is something that you're gifting to someone and you know that person's passion, we want to create an amazing gift for them as well. We had someone reach out because their father and Grandfather loved Italy and wanted to do walking tours. And we set up two weeks worth of trips for that family to join us every morning to do tours to walk around Italy. So, this is um, just a really, I think, important thing to take away is that the sky's a limit. It's just up to people's creativity and passions. We're on the other side, kind of bringing the world to you. And so, that's what we love the most.
1: Right. One thing, like our company was originally started in, in the, you know, six years ago, right? To serve the older adults and the people with certain health issues or impairments. As a company, we have a very strong passion to deliver the best experience that they deserve. If you get onto our website, you will see the special accessibility feature that we built in. And then doing our tour, you know, it's, it's just a reflection of this passion that we have. And it shows our commitment to make our deliverables as accessible to everyone as possible. And many of our tour guides speak different languages and all of our tour guides are also specially trained to serve the older adult audiences. So that's very, very important because for the, the the tour guides we put in front of our audiences, just be rest assured they know what the limitations are, they know what to do with the tour so that it creates the most exciting experience, especially for the older adults.
0: Yeah, for that 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 being that sensitive to older adults is tremendous. Well. I love what you guys are doing. (laughs) So as much as I can help you get the word out, I'm just thrilled to have you on the podcast. And thank you so much for sharing about what Discover Live is all about. So tell us again, Jay, where can our listeners go to find you?
1: Sure, www.discover.live. (laughs)
0: Wonderful. Well, Trish, Jay, it's great talking to you guys. And thank you again for what you're doing. I love the innovation around this. It's just wonderful. Thank you, Sherry. And likewise, we look forward to seeing you in Italy next weekend with your girlfriends. I will be there. Yes. As I said, I've got several trips I'm going to be signing up for with you guys. (laughs) Thank you for doing this. We're looking forward to it. (laughs) Thanks, Sherry. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye, Sherry. Now we're going to dive into well home design news. And this is a little different from, we're going to not talk as much maybe about home, but I want to talk about our environments. And when we travel, our homes become hotel rooms or cruise cabins or, you know, whatever it is. But I wanted to just share with you some of the trends and things that are out there and also talk a little bit too about being a family caregiver who wants to take you know, a vacation who needs to escape and get away. And how can you do that when you're caring for your loved one? So a couple of things that I wanted to share. First of all, really some fascinating things going on. Again, I've been doing a lot of research for my new book, Me Time Monday, and all in the wellness space. So Kempton Hotels, which are all across the world, they have a new program called Plant Pals. Now, this is really interesting because as many of you know who listen to my podcast, I am a huge lover of this new biophilic design, which is all about bringing nature into your home, into your office environment, wherever it is, and a lot of greenery is part of that. This is part of biophilic design to support people who are in hotel rooms. So what you can do is you call down to the concierge, you ask for the Plant Pals program, they tell you what local plants that they have, and then they bring them up to your room and you kind of create this environment, not just of beauty and something that kind of makes you feel, you know, again, that taps into our ancient brain, makes us feel that we're back on that African savanna and we feel safe and comfort in seeing greenery, but it's also oxygenation because plants bring oxygen into the room, help us breathe a little bit better. As someone who has been a lifelong sufferer of asthma, I can really appreciate the oxygenation and photosynthesis that's going on with trees and plants. Fascinating that hotels and hospitality are now getting into this. Something else that's going on is our mini bars are changing. So, you know, you're still going to be able to get your little mini bottles of whiskey and vodka and, you know, Pringles And all kinds of different snacks. But some hotels are actually really starting to limit those. And they're putting instead in a lot of wellness snacks, a lot of wellness beauty treatments. We've already seen this start happening in a lot of resorts that are tapping into some of the the wellness products that are out there. I thought that was kind of interesting. And Equinox hotels, which, you know, is kind of associated with Equinox, you know, working out. They have something called the Room Bar And I'll just read to you from what they sent me. The hotel carries over 80 products, inclusive of supplements, proprietary teas, tinctures, which is an old fashioned term that healers used to talk about. But those are little salves and things that you can put on your skin. Sexual health products. Okay. They didn't give me details on what those are. So we got to ask about that. Beauty treatments, snacks, beverages, and workout wear. So all of this is now going to be available in our quote unquote mini bars or room bars But this whole wellness trend is really catching on. Now, when it comes to caregiving, you know, very often we don't take vacation. In fact, I came across a really interesting statistic I want to share with you in my research that the U.S. is known as the no vacation nation. (laughs) We're not very good at taking the days off that we're even paid for. You know, if we're working by our employers, typically you get 10 days of vacation, On average, most people only take five of those days. So we're leaving five days, you know, on the table, not taking them. And it's really important for us to break away, get away, escape, whatever you want to call it. Because from a brain health perspective, you know, when we are doing the same thing day after day and there's not a lot of change and maybe the stress is building up, the brain is getting into overload. This is where we see, again, the stress response of fight or flight, you need that rest and digest. And that's what we call it. We need to get the brain into thinking about other things, being in new environments where the brain is exploring different things. Again, being outside is the best because our brains really tap into nature. It's almost like a vitamin supplement for the brain is to be in nature. And all of that biophilic design and environment. So road trips are up, by the way. The Auto Club just reported that from last year to this year, they increased the printing of roadmaps by 224%. That's huge and interesting, right? That's an analog kind of tool, a roadmap instead of using some kind of GPS or, you know, Surrey or whatever on your smartphone and people are tapping back into the old fashioned road trips. Now, what I love about road trips, by the way, and I know it's tough because gas prices are going up. So eh, it's going to make it a little tougher, but people really bond on road trips. You know, if you get on a plane, you can go to sleep for a few hours till you get to your destination, train travel, kind of the same thing. But when you take a road trip, you're exploring together and you're having conversations that you wouldn't normally have. It is a huge bonding. And I found this, by by the way, with both my dad in his last few days. I write about this in my book. We used to take a lot of road trips together. My um, stepdad, who was in the Navy, instead of the road trip, we took what we call the Duffy Ride, which is this tiny little boat that you can take out and we have uh, our Balbo Island in this area. And so we would just cruise around, you know, the inlets and stuff. But whatever kind of little trip you can take where you have these conversations, you bond with others, bond with your loved one. It's really, really great. Now, the flip side of that is, let's say you need an escape from your loved one. <laughs> and very often we do. We need to get away from sometimes the caregiving. I know there's a lot of guilt involved with that. But it's important to get those respite breaks, not just maybe for a few minutes or an hour during the week, which you do need to do consistently while you're caregiving, but maybe even something a little bit you know, longer. Maybe it's a family trip you know, that you want to take, but mom or dad just isn't up for it. So there's something called respitality. So this is something that has been in the United Cerebral Palsy actually started this with hotels where they would have... Experts come into the hotel rooms to take care of the children who weren't able to go to Disneyland or do some of the other activities that the rest of the family was going to do. So this is similar, but you don't go to the hotel. You actually take your loved one to an assisted living or memory care. And most of them do this. You can call ahead, but you can book it for one night. A weekend, even up to two weeks, and your loved one can stay there. So they get kind of their own vacation where they're looked after and they're taken care of. They get to meet new people while you take a vacation. And this is a great way to alleviate some of that guilt of leaving them behind or being worried about them being on their own for a couple of weeks. Maybe they won't like the person coming into the home or whatever. So it's a really great option. I think that caregivers can look into that a lot of caregivers don't know. You know, there's so many things we don't know about in caregiving until we get into it. But I also wanted to mention that there's other things going on in travel. So for instance, Airbnb has an accessible home in Ohio. Very interesting, beautiful place in Ohio. And I'll have a link to it on the episode guide page. But it is a fully accessible home. So there's an indoor herb garden. There's a kitchen with counters and shelves that pull down and adjust. There is an adjustable bed. There's all kinds of things inside this home that really address an older adult making it accessible. So you can, you can tap into that. Maybe you want to travel with your loved one and Airbnb would be a great way to go. They're doing these now all over the country. And by the way, they do have on the Airbnb, you know, on the app and on the website, when you book, you can actually go to the category called accessible travel and they have identified the homes that allow for an older adult or someone who has a disability to find a home that is accessible for them. Something else that I think is really important, you know, I talked to Dr. Elizabeth Sternberg back, let's see, that was season two, Healing Spaces was the book that she wrote. I will find that episode and I will put it on the episode guide page. But she told this really poignant story about going to Greece after she lost her mother and she went with friends and how healing it was, the beautiful blue ocean, the jasmine, the floral scents and citrus scents that she was smelling that she then brought back into her own home when she returned. Um, there's something called healing holidays. And it's for people who have suffered a loss. And you can go in, to a lot of different places. Greece happened to you know, kind of hit me when I was reading about this because of that story that Dr. Sternberg talked about they do call it healing holidays. And so it's where you go and you get this, you know, you explore your grief through immersive experiences and, you know, you drink some, what is it? Um, umpa or whatever, and you dance and you kind of just celebrate life again. And so, That's something you may want to think about if you're really suffering through the loss of a loved one and you just need to get a new perspective, get out of your environment right now, get a new perspective. These healing holiday tours are really terrific for caregivers. And then there's also a lot of wellness tours going on. Everything from, you know, you can go and sleep out under the stars and learn about indigenous people. There's a lot of these Native American tours that are going on right now. They also do them in the outback in Australia with the indigenous Aboriginal tribes there. You can also go to like the Celtic space, which is that my background. And there's something called Waigu, which is a type of Celtic yoga, but it's done at sunset and sunrise, which is kind of part of that pagan tradition of the Celts. And uh, you could do that in Scotland and Ireland and Wales and other places. And um, Caribbean vacations are now starting to curate these packages for tours that are called dream acceptance or you can choose the strength tour or you can choose the love tour and they curate the wellness activities and and they have experts who come and talk to you you know when you're at the resort or on this caribbean trip or whatever very interesting stuff so there's a lot going on out there when we talk about travel when we talk about mental health right that's the two themes for this episode and I just wanted to share all that with you I'm going to have all of these links on the episode guide page also as I said I did all this research for my book Me Time Monday which is coming out in August for National Wellness Month so we'll have to look for that but I really wanted to share that with you for now so that you have a little insight. Before we get into our Me Time Monday wellness hack, I just want to say I mispronounced Dr. Esther Sternberg's name. I'm so sorry. I called her Elizabeth. I've interviewed so many Elizabeths that I think I got confused there, but I just wanted to make sure that I got that correct. And I'm also going to have a link to the episode with the interview with uh, Dr. Esther Sternberg that I did because I think it'll be really interesting and it kind of relates to some of the things that we're talking about with Healing Spaces, And the great book that she wrote. So I'm going to make sure I have that link for you. So for this episode's Me Time Monday Wellness Hack, we're going to focus on daydreaming and how that helps us build resilience and also get creative about our caregiving challenges. So when we think of daydreaming, we think of a few fleeting seconds when we see ourselves as maybe like a rock star in front of thousands of screaming fans or winning the lottery or sailing around the world on a beautiful yacht or maybe taking the podium to receive your Olympic gold medal. But not all daydreams are fantasies. Sometimes they are ways for us to discover our own superpowers to overcome the everyday challenges that we have. So while we think of daydream moments, in fact, studies have shown that daydreams actually occupy about a third to a half of all of our waking hours. But we don't want to confuse daydreams, of course, from the dreams that we have during sleep. They're very different. Our dreams while we sleep often are confusing and they have us jumping around from one bizarre, unexplainable scene to the next. And it's because night dreaming tends to not be logical or rational. It's coming from our subconscious mind and therefore we don't really interpret those dreams literally. So the differences with daydreams, on the other hand, they're more empowering because they're 100% of our own making. You know daydreams are like movies in our minds where we're the actor the director the producer the screenwriter and the audience all in one and in fact the same kind of creativity that actually goes into movie making is at work when we daydream we're thinking for pleasure similar to when we would escape into a theater to watch a movie so it's only recently that daydreaming has been seen as an essential tool for better health In years past, teachers and parents, you know, scolded children for staring into a faraway vista and following their own thoughts. And, you know, you may have heard before from an adult when you were a child, you know, get your head out of the clouds and focus. That was kind of the old refrain. But today we know that daydreaming can increase our creativity and problem solving skills. It also improves our sense of self-identity and resiliency, and it makes us more empathetic and flexible in our thinking. So we're going to explore this a little bit. So daydreams are like vacations in our minds, and they're typically in vibrant color. Similar to the scene in the classic movie, if you remember from The Wizard of Oz, when it went from black and white to color, our nightdreaming can sometimes be in black and white, but our daydreams are all in technicolor. And psychologists believe this is because we are emotionally invested in our daydreams, and we experience them firsthand. Whereas, again, in nightdreaming, we're more of an observer, and often we're emotionally distant from what is happening in our night dreams, but in our daydreams, we're, we're driving the scenario. So the other reason daydreaming makes us feel more alive is that we experience them in all five senses, even if it's just coming from our memory and being forecasted into our future. So, you, you know, we will smell things or we think we maybe taste something or, you know, we can feel ourselves touching something when we daydream, so our senses are really alive and very much connected to that multi-sensory aspect that we talk about so often that actually does help with mental and emotional health when we use our five senses to solve problems and think through things and so you know our daydreams really then become a well-known escape from the routine of everyday life it clears out the clutter in our brains in a similar way that night dreaming helps clear the toxins and you know, modulates all the debris that we accumulate and the emotions throughout our day. The trick is though, not to get lost in your daydreams or let them derail your daily activities to an extent that all you're doing is mindless wandering. You know, we want to think of daydreams as something that we actually control and use as a break from all of the overwhelming responsibilities and and challenges and problems that we have to sort through, but it's not something that we're going to be immersed in for long periods of time. And so this is where we talk about intentional versus unintentional daydreaming. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to control some of those emotions so that it doesn't have us drifting off into ruminating and anxiety and becoming more stressed. It's actually daydreaming is supposed to be a tool that we use to de-stress and to think through, through challenges and problems. So as I said, when we daydream, the content is gonna matter whether it's hurtful or harmful. So there's something that we call in gerontology, positive constructive daydreaming, and it's where your brain is overloaded and you need to take a break to problem solve or escape. That's exactly what daydreams are all about. So when you daydream unintentionally, that's when you are ruminating, that's when you're really focusing on the negative, you're kind of wallowing in the toxins of certain memories or something that just happened, and it disrupts your thinking. And in fact, scientists have tracked daydreaming in several studies and found that not only does this content of our daydreams matter, but what we really need to focus on is what they call free moving. And so free-moving is something that we talk about in gerontology that allows us to avoid those negative thoughts and that anxiety and that depression and rather focus more on positive episodes. So when we free move, our minds are typically going to a playful place, a a fantasy life, again, that boosts your mood. So it boosts that serotonin in the brain to make us feel better. It also allows us to be not anchored to the past because we're trying to free move into the future and we're trying to imagine what it would look like if we did this. So if we had our our choices of how we might address something, we're looking for the most positive outcome. And you know, what's interesting is in the animal kingdom, scientists have found that humans, and this is really unlike most other animals, we can focus on things that can happen in the future as much as ha- things that are happening right now in the present. So this gives us a lot of power in order to take advantage of this free-moving kind of technique and really create your own happiness for the future. So neuroscientists believe that since daydreams involve both our past and current lives, but also coupled with our fantasy future life and what might be happening, the brain is actually performing complex thinking. And so daydreams become another way to increase that neuroplasticity that we talk about, you know, that brain plasticity. And up until a few years ago, scientists did not think we could regenerate the cells in our brains, but of course, now we know differently. Neuroplasticity is used in breakthrough therapeutics, uh, particularly in areas like spinal cord injury and paraplegia and stroke victims and other health issues that may have debilitating or disabling effects. And so it allows us to build these new neural pathways and neuronal cells to overcome some of these previous limitations. So in many ways, the ability to daydream has given us evolutionary adaptive value. And what that means is, particularly for caregivers, the ability to daydream allows you to creatively think through a complex emotional problem without feeling pressured like you have to solve the problem right now. It gives you kind of that respite of, I'm just going to daydream about this and I'm going to I'm going to envision a scenario where, you know, this would actually really work or you know, kind of free move into a space where I think about what are all the options I have, what's going to be the best resolution of all of this. And there was a professor Zachary Irving of the University of Virginia and he co-authored a study on daydreaming and he said if you focus all the time on your goals, you can miss important information. And so really you want to have this free moving thought process that randomly generates memories and imaginative future experiences. So that kind of fantasy life that can lead you to these new ideas and insights. And so again, we want to take these little daydream trips, when we hit a roadblock or we feel overwhelmed and things, you know, are just becoming more difficult to get through. And when we allow our brains to rest from the left-sided, more analytical decision-making area of the brain, and instead we're flexing the right side of the brain, which is where the creativity resides, we're helping ourselves to unplug from the current stressors of the day and avoid building up to the point of burnout. Now, some of the benefits of daydreaming that I haven't mentioned affect several of the seven areas of wellness that I talk about in my new book, Me Time Monday. And that includes our emotional, intellectual and social wellness. So studies have shown that daydreaming builds a sense of identity and may even help with resiliency. That's gonna be more of your emotional wellness aspect. And this is because you're combining memories of your past or current life with again, that future fantasy life. So you're creating, you're taking the power back. It's called internal locus of control and you're creating the pathway to solve problems and really build a better life. As I said, you know, create more happiness, more balance in your life. Other studies have found that we become a lot more flexible and maybe even more empathetic when we daydream because we're looking at alternative scenarios. So when you look at alternative solutions or other ways of doing things, we're really fostering that flexibility in our lives that can help us with that stress. And this helps us build upon our social capital and makes us more successful and happier in our relationships, which are a key driver of our overall health. And this is called elastic thinking, which is a phrase that was coined by physicist and author uh, Leonard Mladenow. I hope I said that right. And he talks about elastic thinking a lot. And you know, most of the innovations of our world, whether it's in business or science or art, come from elastic thinking. And what it requires you to do when you're doing elastic thinking is this capacity of letting go of the comfortable ideas, the things we've always done, the tried and true, you know, we've always done it this way and becoming accustomed to kind of more ambiguity and questioning things and then relying on both your imagination and your logic to come together to generate a new solution. And so I call daydreams your mental floss because when, again, when you build up too much stress, you're starting to hit that burnout wall. You really need to take a break, do maybe a little daydreaming. And it just, again, it clears the mind and allows us to kind of move through. Some of those roadblocks and get to a place where you know we can take a little bit of that control back over our life which is really what resiliency is all about is having more control over things that are happening to you so i hope you enjoyed this me time monday wellness hack you know each episode of our caregiving club on air podcast will feature a new me time monday wellness hack And you can check out, you know, articles on wellness from my upcoming book, Me Time Monday, the weekly wellness plan to find balance and joy for a busy life. And that will be published this August for National Wellness Month. So I'll be talking about that over the next few podcasts. But thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Caregiving Club On Air. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts and other listening channels. You can also check out all the resources and article links on our episode guide page at caregivingclub.com. Just hit the podcast tab and you can email us with any comments or questions at podcast at caregivingclub.com take care and stay well